0: What's up I know I'm crazy this is your host Naja Hall and today I'm doing a variety show I have chosen about six or seven topics that I'm going to cover and I'm hoping this one will be kind of interactive because I want to hear you guys opinions so a lot of you know that I run a couple of really big Facebook groups and sometimes I like to post hypothetical questions and what happens when you post a hypothetical question on the internet people come and argue. They state their point. They share their perspective. Sometimes it's very harmful, but sometimes you'll actually find some helpful nuggets. So stay tuned right after this. We're going to discuss some hot blended topics. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm And full disclaimer, I'm really just trying something new. So if I ever do another episode like this, it'll be because I've heard from you guys and you told me, oh my God, Naja, we love when you just sit and ramble and read internet comments about hot topics. But I ain't doing this again if I hear from you guys and you're like, hey, I wasn't really feeling it. We just like the regular format. So this is a one-off thing for right now. Okay. This is just a one-off, but that means I need to hear from you in my DM or email or comments please 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 all right let's get started so you know how we typically do focus and I will say that I've noticed in myself because I'm calling myself out right now I've noticed the bias because of my own perspective and my own personal feelings and in, in my situation I've noticed that we are more we lean more towards father's rights um putting a spotlight on stepmoms and sometimes that demonizes vilifies even dehumanizes biological mothers and truth be told and truth be told it's just not always mom as a matter of fact you all miss nausea is going on records and saying that most of the time i just don't think the bio mom is the problem there i said it i said it so i made a post today and i asked about ten thousand people um i'm just going to read it exactly to you it says it seems so easy for a father to walk away from his child do you think these men feel haunted by the child they left behind, or are they like a, one of those animals on the animal kingdom shows that has no attachment to his cub? Has anyone felt abandonment for their father, or are you watching your own child experience abandonment for their fathers? Do from their own fathers, do you have any insight? Oh my God, the daddy issues are real and. You know, one thing that I want us to just, as a culture, to kind of get away from saying, and you know the culture that I'm mentioning, those of us that want to kind of vilify one parent over the other. You know, I, I've seen a lot of guys really try to insult women, especially by saying, oh my God, that chick has daddy issues. When, w- in what world does it make sense for a woman, for a man to abandon a kid and give his child his seed issues, and now the woman gets see be the bad guy. That is so dumb to me. So, I stopped saying that and I I hope that you all will be compelled to say that so the first person says my youngest child is currently feeling feeling abandonment issues but I think it's a toxic cycle that needs to be broken my ex didn't meet his dad until they were 16 I think no attachment if there is none involved then that means it's really easy for the parent to walk away so basically what this person is saying is that their co-parent probably already came to them with issues because they didn't have an attachment with their own father. So it's kind of like a birthright. You know, you, some people, we see them go the complete opposite. They want their child's experience to be drastically different because they know that hurt and that pain is all too familiar. And some people will just fall into that same pattern, even though they might not want to do it. So someone says, the next person says, I've noticed that it makes a difference. And I'm not going to call them someones. I can call them first name because there's very indistinguishable names. So April says, I've noticed a difference that it makes if they bond with the child before leaving. Those that were never around from birth seem to feel zero guilt or remorse. Whereas those that spent time with the baby for a while, then they left, do seem to feel bad. And Kaya says, my ex-husband was a hands-on father. We were a real unit until the kids were about five years old. We separated in 2011 and he literally said, F those kids. Texts and calls every blue moon. He does not support them. He's the epitome of a deadbeat. It's hard to believe. And my response was, I would love to know the psyche for such a person because this particular parent was a divorcee, moved away and forgot that they had kids. It's much deeper than, oh, they don't like the mother or, oh, they or um, in a new family. Like, I want to know about this person's trauma. What is it that makes you know that you have a living kid over there and had five years to connect with this kid, but now you and mom are not living in the same household and you decide to go away? Does that man stay up at night? Is he haunted by his children's faces? Or has he callously moved on And he's going to go somewhere else and create another broken household. I mean, I know I might never have the answer to this particular person's response, but those are the things, those are the thoughts that it brings up for me. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have wondered that too. So Richard says, wait, is this a woman? Okay. Yep. Oh, their last name is Richard. Sorry. So this person says, I'm currently experiencing this. I've tried for the last couple of years to establish some type of relationship with my father. He has rejected me every time. He even told me that he doesn't know how to love me. Every time I reach out, he responds, I'm not ready yet. Wow. I reached out for the final time on Saturday and all he sent me was a one word response of sorry. I'm hurt, but I gotta move on. God. My goodness. So this is a full grown adult that's pitching in and that decided to throw their hat in the ring and answer the question. So from the grown up child's perspective, it's something that typically they never stop searching for. Even those of our children that look like they're okay. They kind of wear it on the outside. You know, they know that their dad's a deadbeat. They know that dad is unavailable or he's sick or he's unwell or he's away, but they still long for that. I hope that this person can get some healing what I, I responded because what can you really say to comfort a stranger on Facebook that is going through something so tragic and I just said hey listen Richard you absolutely have permission to move on except that this particular person is unable to form meaningful connections and it's probably not just with you please mourn the relationship that you have always wanted with your father because he has shown and proven that it's not going to happen. This is not a reflection on who you are. So Toya says, my son is eight years old. He is very vocal about not having his dad around and how his dad chooses to be a part of his other sibling's life. There was a time when he was younger when it bothered him and he's only eight now, so okay. But now as he's gotten older, he has this I don't care attitude. He's a deadbeat, although he has male figures. But I know deep down that he wishes that he could have a bond with his own father. Sam says, I couldn't imagine abandoning my children. So I don't know how these guys out here leave their kids behind. Now I know sometimes things are different situation to situation, but to actively on their end walk away and the mother will allow you to be there is just crazy to me. Men are not animals. So I know that they have to feel some type of way. Maybe that's because I've had a great relationship with my father and I've always had since day one. And he had a great relationship with my grandfather. So maybe I'm just lucky. Mm. Like I said, man, it's a generational thing. Sounds like it's kind of a generational thing that Sam has just shared an experience. Ah, here's a good one. Tia says, it seems like the attachment is typically to the woman. If there's none with her, then they're fine with the distance. Because, y'all, we have all heard about these baby daddies where if they can't have access to the mom or the mom is not at their every beck and call or she doesn't want to be with them or they or even if he doesn't want to be with her, they don't have a problem with enmeshing this woman with their children and saying it's all or nothing. I can't have you. I can't have open access to you. I don't want any of you guys. That's so callous. God. Oh, okay, this is a good, this is a good response right here. And I'm going to read a few more and then we're going to hop over to the next topic because this is kind of fun. Just reading these to you guys because I want you guys to think right along with me. Okay, so Alexis says, I think that more from a biological standpoint, men are pretty much meant to spread their seed. The attachment isn't given. Women are biologically way more naturally, immediately, and strongly attached to their kids. Now, we're an evolved species, but that biology runs deep. I think for the modern man, if they don't actively work for that attachment, it's not going to be there. And if they aren't attached to the woman they have kids with, it's also going to be there less for the kids. Ay ay ay. <sighs> so what I'm reading on this post, and of course, I'm not going to read all of the comments, but the general consensus is, you know, either a guy is just completely heartless, Or he needs some sort of attachment to the woman to feel attached to the kids. That's a heck of a lot of responsibility for your co-parent. You're like, geez, I know I only have to take care of these kids' emotional needs, but I have to also emotionally babysit this dude in his heart who we can't be together and we don't want each other. Okay, Ashley says Thanks Naja, for asking this question This post is amazing My daughter's father has had no contact with her For two years in counting My heart hurts for her She's such an amazing little girl And she yearns for her father I've gotten to the point that trying to understand The why behind his abandonment Is just not helping anybody All I can do is continue to love her And be thankful for the amazing village That I have Dang. Uh, Mr. Wright says, "I think it's a combination of childhood trauma and attachment styles. Many times, the relationship with the child is predicated—here we go again—on a relationship with the mother. I think because a lot of dudes aren't emotionally connected all the way through the birth process. So, also, lots of kids come from relationships where there's no emotional attachment. So, we let's let's look some more into that emotional attachment thing." because i see someone a few people on here saying their fathers were not there because and their sounds like their mothers have told them because these are fully grown adults sharing this um there's a few people that are saying i was a mistake my parents were not together they weren't married my dad wanted her to have an abortion and so i think what a lot of dudes have the privilege i don't know if it's a privilege right i don't know what, what wording to use but It's kind of easy for them to walk away because we all know the saying mama's baby, papa's maybe. So let's talk about something kind of positive now. Let's switch it up before we get into the (laughs) hard stuff again. So the next post that I want to talk about is a really uplifting one. All right. So we all know that being in a blended family or a step family or whatever you call your clan, it ain't easy. And we all have these moments where we'll sit back and look at our partners and our situations and feel this anxiety ridden lack of control that makes it very difficult to connect to your family and to your partner. Because think about it, especially in times of high stress. And so what I asked my audience for was some words or affirmation that you can offer your partner when they need reassurance. Simple. So I want you guys to kind of take notes because I'm going to shoot off these really fast and take what you need. Please take what you need. I hope one of these kind of helps. Somebody just said, hey, pull them to the side and say you're doing a good job. Oh, wow. Someone said you don't even need to talk. Just give them a (laughs) blowjob. A (laughs) blowjob. Someone says, Rashida says, tell them I'm proud of the way you handled Insert your specific challenging situation. You're doing a great job. When all of the dust settles and the kids are gone off living their lives, it'll just be us. We are one. Mm, That's a really good one, Bridget. Just having that reminder that we ain't raising kids for a long time. We're just here for a good time. So this too shall pass. If you can stick it out. If you can hang in there. Joy says simply to tell them thank you for being supportive or I love that you love my baby like your own. Diana says, you're a great father and role model. I appreciate you always giving your best effort. I know it's hard navigating in a biologically and racially blended flamboyant family, but you're doing amazing. That side note. can I, Somebody send me a reminder. I need to do like a, uh, an episode, like talking to double blended people, like racially blended and step family stuff. That's, that'll be a good one. Someone says, I understand that you are really, really doing your best, and I'm going to help you to gain more understanding. And Laura says some of the best words ever, even though we all know it's not always true. She says, It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. That was really good. All right. So, y'all ready to get back into some more drama, some OBS? Okay. All right. So, the next topic, and this one garnered. I'm just going to read like the top comments, but it garnered so many. So I asked the question, do you guys know a couple that divorced after many, many, many years of marriage? What was the reason? Aaron says, it depends on your definition of many, many years. My parents were married for 25 years. My mom had been unhappy for probably 24, but only left when she found my stepfather in financial security. And I was like, Damn. Hey, Erin, did you all experience resent for her? I wish she would have left a lot earlier. So they both could have been a lot happier. But being a mom now, I kind of understand her fear of doing her own, her own with very limited resources. Man, thank you so much for sharing, Erin. Oh, and Erin did make another comment. She said that it's a much longer story, obviously, that resulted in years of anger and resent. But we're all good now. My dad has probably never gotten over it, to be honest. Yeah, because that's a long time. Just think about it. If you don't want a person and you realize it in the first year, you're like, listen, I know there's somebody out there that can love you the way you you deserve to be loved. I want something different and you can't provide that. But then you're stuck. I could not imagine how much a person can grow to resent you for not not only freeing yourself, but not freeing them because that dude could have been out there living his best love life. Dang. Okay. Diana says, my parents divorced after 29 29 years of marriage. My mom, mom finally stood up for herself and left. She stayed with me for a week to let things cool off. And he texted her while she and I were at my boy's baseball games that he wanted a divorce. He didn't allow her back into the house and sold a number of their personal belongings, including furniture and things gathered during the course of the marriage. Wow. So then I asked, how is your relationship with him now? Diana says, he and my brother are two peas in a pod. He has always told us, told us that our mom didn't do this or that or spend money on us and etc." I thought I was equally close to both parents and that I could let their problems be just that until I saw how mean and manipulative he is. He's the biggest gaslighter and it's very, very hard to have a different opinion than this or attempt to explain your feelings to him. I understand. God, it sucks when we start to see our parents as human. They're no longer superheroes, but then they're really bad humans. Okay. Oh, Keisha says, yeah, it happened with my neighbors. They separated and divorced after 30 something years. They both said the marriage was over way sooner, but they stayed for the kids. And well, I'm not even going to get into that because honey, we already know. Ah, here's a personal account. Tina says, I divorced my ex-husband after 16 years of marriage i stayed in it for the children and i now know that that was a mistake to a certain degree because i was not emotionally mature enough to walk away i'm happily married again for the past three years go girl time and patience will pay off with the right intentions and life partner i don't judge others for doing what's best for them during the time it takes for them to see that they need to change oh jennifer Jennifer's one of my favorite too Jennifer says, I was 19 and he was 23 when we got married. We met in July, got married in September. It lasted 31 years, but really it ended years before. He initiated the divorce and I didn't contest it at all. I felt stifled and empty. He said it was like living with a roommate, not a wife. I didn't want to participate in some things he wanted to do and that caused a lot of issues. He was sober for almost 28 years and started drinking again and things really went downhill. God. You know, yo, this is like, I just made 40 years old. And so when I think, when I hear about people being in relationships 28 years, 16 years, like a big chunk of their life, I think about the human lifespan. We will really spend the better portion of our lives, our youth, in a relationship that's doomed. Are we so committed to being committed are we so stuck or are we so filled with fear that we wouldn't simply get out and give ourselves a chance to experience the full gamut of love and peace i don't know i'm talking to somebody out there i don't know who i'm talking to but if something i'm saying is ringing a bell then honey you might need to book a session Then we need to talk through this if anything any of this mm. <laughs> samantha says and this is the final one i'll read Um, oh, oh, there's another good one. Oh, sorry. I gotta read you one more. So Samantha says, my ex-husband and me, it happened to us. We had long past our expiration date. We lacked communication skills. We said one thing and the other person heard something else. The thing is we shouldn't even have been married all those extra years. It was so over. And the last one... (laughs) Mariah says my my dad and stepmom divorced after 20 years of marriage of course my dad was cheating my stepmom said that they only had one good year I I don't know you guys like you know if a person can look you in your face and say I've been cheating on you for 20 uh for 19 years so I don't want to be with you again after 30 years and you look up and you're whatever past your prime means or your health is in a different place Or you're not able to go out and get a job Because you're retirement age I don't know y'all You, you might you might see me on an episode of Snap I, I'm not I'm not with any of this Ooh. So this next one Is actually not a post that I made But I thought it was so good I kind of want to discuss it here So Tyga says My stepdaughter has decided that it's unfair That she has to switch houses While her half siblings Both houses don't have to She says that she also deserves parents that love her 100% of the time, too. She says she wants one parent to sign away their rights and for the other parent, for the other step parent in the other household to adopt her and then take care of her like they take care of their real kid. The four of us have a really good relationship, so we don't know where this is coming from. She said we have to pick who gets her as a daughter because it's not fair to make her pick since she didn't choose this life. How do we deal with this ridiculous request? I think that we should just let her live at one house and make sure she can't talk to the other people in the other house until she realizes that we all love her and it's a crazy idea. Oof. My wife doesn't agree, and there's absolutely no way that anybody is signing any rights over. (sighs) little girl if you don't get your ass okay sorry Naja you are a coach Naja you are a coach you are here to help these people that are driving in their cars on their treadmills and walking around in circles listening to you you don't you Naja chill out you know what you guys know what type of coach I am enough of you I feel like I've spoken at this point had sessions with thousands of you thousands of you so y'all know how I am so Yes, my first mind, and I'm really trying to practice this whole conscious parenting wave where you consider the feelings of the kids and you treat them like they're human and they're not your property. Like I I get all that, but it's like, girl, sit your ass down, little girl. I don't know how old this kid is. They don't say so. And I, I always wonder where a child's influence is coming from. If this kid sees that the four parents across each household have a good relationship, they could either they could really be trying to manipulate. Because what I've seen happen a lot with a lot of my clients is their own biological children will try to manipulate them. Parents that are, you know, same mom, same dad, same household. So kids are crafty when they want to get their way. I think this kid probably feels and her feelings shouldn't one million percent be addressed. She is literally seeing two babies in her mother's house and her father's house because each one of their her parents has a new kid she's seeing her parents have started this new family and she's not seeing that there's a place for her she's also thinking that she gets abbreviated love so the first thing that I would advise you guys to do Tyga is to reassure this kid and also position it to her that she has an abundance of love yeah her hours baby siblings have two parents in the same household but she has two households so that means two Christmases two birthdays I mean you guys get along so you ain't like some of us crazy folk out there but let's let, let's read some of the comments let's see what the audience says stephanie says the answer would be no i'm not gonna let a child dictate what or how things are ran in the household if you give into this request then you have to do this for all the kids requests i don't believe therapy is the answer here either are Kids are still learning and understanding their feelings and emotions at this age. Patience is definitely needed, but the adults already have a good relationship, so why mess that up? Co-parenting between exes is hard enough when adults don't get along. If the parents are in agreement that this isn't the move, then they should not proceed anyway. Tiger responds, ouch, not even therapy? I don't see this as dictating, but she's expressing real feelings, and those should not be brushed to the side because adults have decided that the child gets to stay in a situation they didn't ask for. I mean, I I don't I don't think in this post the kid stated her age, but she sounds like she is sound enough to be open to being influenced by somebody. Even this could just be her own feelings of thinking that she's missing out or not getting that love for a parent. Maybe she saw something on TV. Maybe she's talking to a friend. I don't know where these kids YouTube. I don't know where these kids get all these damn ideas these days. I kind of disagree with Stephanie, Doe on the therapy thing, because clearly this kid needs to be able to talk out this thought process. Because, no, while children should not be allowed to dictate how a household goes, I mean, they don't even shower unless you tell them to. And they'll eat peanuts if you let them. So, you know, I don't think they have the mental capacity or the emotional intelligence to make such a choice. And this is such a gargantuan request. And we all know they're children and they're not allowed to have licenses and jobs and certain things because they simply don't have the capacity to think about consequences. I'm going to say this kid is either prepubescent or like 12, 13, brand new teenager because they're trying to establish their identity. And this is what kids do around that age. Steph says, her feelings are valid, but her request is a tad bit ridiculous. I would quickly say no and get her counseling and schedule group sessions with the bio parents and steps parents and her. She would need to understand that her situation is different from her half siblings, but that doesn't make her less loved. Also, she might be focusing on the cons of her situation instead of the pros. Uh huh. What did I just say? Stephanie continues to say she has two houses to go to, four parents, and a huge support system. I'd work on encouraging everyone to build a stronger relationship with her and each other. Yeah, this kind of sounds like the village. While they might have a really good relationship, it sounds like the village might need to step up and really band together, hold hands and support this child. Show this little girl or young person that you have a whole team around you and we're not going to let you fall. Nika says her feelings are valid, but her request is one that a child would make, and she has child in all caps. I don't believe adults, adults in all caps, should honor this request. Children need time with both parents. I think counseling is necessary. So this is cool. I mean, everyone seems to kind of agree. So Hannah says putting myself in her shoes she probably feels left out at both houses because her siblings get to enjoy their home life without her when she's gone she feels her absence at not one but two homes and when she gets back from the other home every time she finds out what she has missed out on what a tough experience for a child to have my heart goes out to her mm. Demetrius says I hear that a kid wants stability and consistency. I hear it. I get it. Bouncing back and forth all the time has got to be exhausting and annoying. One set of rules, clothes, stuff at a house, a whole different set of new rules at the other house. Or worse, they could constantly be living out of a bag or a suitcase. This kid needs a break or maybe longer stretches of time in each place so she feels more stable. Please do not overlook this. This feeling does not go away and she will act out as a result. That's good. I think that's a good workaround. We've t- found two good things. This little kid, this girl needs therapy. She needs family therapy and individual therapy. All of the family members need to sit down and prove to her and reassure her visibly and emotionally that they're there for her. And then let's do longer stretches of time and maybe get get a little bit more lax on the schedule. This kid is clearly crying out and asking for some very extensive circumstances which I don't think that they even understand what they're asking for because they're a child but yeah maybe like be a little bit more lax with the schedule like if they want to bounce between different houses not like a revolving door situation because y'all know how I feel about those but if they want to say hey let's just do seven days here or let me do four days here and they can make it work for this child without making it seem like they're giving in to a ridiculous demand because we all know we have to set very firm boundaries with kids because they become adults that you that don't abide by boundaries and then somebody ends up listening to this damn podcast trying to deal with their crazy asses (sighs) calm down all right next topic actually i think this is going to be the last topic because my voice uh, it's it's like my throat is kind of starting hurting and we're we're friends so i can tell you guys tony's 39th birthday was friday and so we literally partied friday saturday and sunday three days in a row and i was dancing and we had a couple of drinks and i need to rest my voice because i have clients all for the rest of the day but i feel like when you sign up for coaching with nausea hall you know what you're getting you're not getting some stuffy person that just sits behind their desk and waits on you to call them all day you know i'm in the streets I'm out here in these streets. I'm out here getting this street experience so I can come back and share share it with y'all. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me get serious because I want you guys to actually call me for sessions. Um, but I do be out there getting it in in the streets and you know. So okay, so this this post, which is gonna be the last one, is an article that I thought to share because we had all heard about this story years ago, and this is kind of seedy and gossipy, but it. Is one that is quite striking. So the actress Gabrielle Union, I don't. if you don't know her, Google her. I don't know how best to explain her. But she plays a mean girl in a lot of her movies. She is married to a basketball player named Dwayne Wade. I think he's one of LeBron's friends. He's really tall. I think he plays for the Miami Heat. I don't know. Tony, who does Dwayne Wade play for now? He's retired? Oh, okay. So she's uh, married to a former basketball player. So she's really, she's doing her second book promo tour. So obviously, you know, when these celebrities, they start spilling all the gossip, it's contrived and it's marketable, but it's an article that spoke to me and a whole bunch of people. And it's like, damn, we all wonder. So years and years and years ago, when Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, they were at the top of their relationship. Apparently they had broken up and no one knew it. And it came out that Dwayne Wade had an outside baby by a side chick. Ooh literally an outside baby and I, there this girl the baby mama had to have signed some sort of super tight um non-disclosure agreement or something because she i don't think she does interviews i've never seen her on one of those basketball wives or uh real athlete wives reality shows or wags or anything like that i've never seen her on anything of the sort so this girl must be well taken care of or she could be classy but i don't think it's the latter <clears throat> So they had this hours baby and it was found out that they had broken up. In the meantime, uh, Dwayne Wade, who at the time was Gabrielle Union's just her boyfriend. He was also in court fighting viciously his son's biological mother for custody of them. I mean, this girl was pulling some stunts. I follow her on Instagram, too. So he ended up ultimately winning custody of their three sons, one whom is now uh, I'm sorry, transgender so at the time it was three boys but now it's two boys and one girl oh this is getting a lot so the mother like did all these stunts and I'm talking about the first baby mama who was actually his ex-wife sorry her name is Shawana or Shateria I'm not sure exactly but she was like making she was like she would sit up on the outside of the court and hold up a big poster board and saying I'm the mother of Dwayne Wade's uh children i am homeless and come to find out this girl had got like a few million dollars in a settlement so it was difficult for a lot of people to sympathize with her anyway he ended up winning custody so she is in every other weekend mother and um he has full custody he's raising his boys so he went on to marry gabrielle union i guess they got past that hours baby issue uh, i'm sorry that outside baby issue but now Gabrielle Union, like I said, is doing her second book tour. In the first book tour, she kind of avoided questions about the outside, baby. Because we've all been wondering. We ain't seen no pictures of this, baby. We, we don't know anything. But we've all been wondering and we heard about it. In the article now, she says, and I quote, I would have sold my soul. Gabrielle Union finally speaks on Dwayne Wade having an outside child with someone else as she dealt with an endless cycle of loss due for it, due to infertility. Damn Dwayne, damn. So Gabrielle Union goes on to talk about her nine miscarriages, nine miscarriages, and she's also said she did several rounds of IVF before she decided to have a surrogate gabrielle union states that it was a tough thing to endure to give up and to accept finally that she was not going to experience a healthy full-term pregnancy herself they opted for a surrogate and now they have a little baby girl who is so cute who also has her own instagram page and gabrielle union types the captions that it's as if this little girl is typing and a little girl can't read but it's all good i don't know why parents do that and i'll probably do that too but she really talks about how the endless cycle of loss was for her she said she would have done anything. She was like, if, if the devil would have come to her and made a deal, like, listen, I'm going a, I'm to a give you a baby. I'm going to need your soul, though. She said she would have done it. And she says, oh, and now talking about the experience with Dwayne Ray and his outside baby. She said the experience of my husband having a baby so easily while I was unable to left my soul not just broken into pieces, but shattered into fine dust scattering in the wind. We gathered what we could slowly remake me into something new. There was no way to disguise where I'd been glued back together, though. These cracks showed up even more when the couple met with their surrogate, a white woman named Nicole, who would successfully go on to carry Kavya, that's a little baby girl with an Instagram, to turn. This growing bump that everyone thought I wanted to see was now a visual manifestation of my failure. I smile, wanting to show that i we were really happy and grateful, but part of me felt even more worthless, wrote gabrielle union she being a public figure of her own merit and even more so by proxy as a wife of a former nba superstar she's made a no holds barred approach to sharing shock and some of her shame which makes her really identifiable and i think it's good that she's kind of rehumanizing herself because i couldn't stand her for years after watching her and bring it on i could not stand her oh so it goes on to say, but for Gabrielle Union, every overshare has been rooted in the intention of helping other women. So the book comes out and I'm not going to talk anymore about the book. Maybe I'll just write to her and see if she want to come on the podcast and talk about it herself because we ain't getting no promo over here. So then some of the comments are... Equally as hurtful as reading this article. Carol says, much respect to her. I have a similar story, miscarriages and all kinds of issues. But I wanted the whole package and felt like if I couldn't carry and deliver the baby, that it just wasn't meant for me to have a baby. Surrogacy is an amazing thing for those who can give and receive the blessing. It can also be a painful reminder that you couldn't do it the way that you desired, which sucks. Jess says, I wouldn't wish infertility on my worst enemy. Alexis says... I know him having that baby on her while she was going through all that cut her deep. And I, and we talked, I talked about being on snapped earlier. I am, I'm a coach guys. I do this for a living, but I also teach. And especially I'm starting to preach more about understanding your own value and having some damn self-respect. And I don't, I can't even lie and say I'm not questioning her own self-respect because when you watch your person have a baby while they know you having these nine miscarriages, you're having all these failed IVFs, you can't do it. They go out and, and, number one, have unprotected sex with a stranger danger, and then they pull out a kid and you are left to be a, a stepmother to this child that was conceived while you're going through one of the most agonizing experiences of your life. That's a lot. I I, I'm, I might read the book just to see how exactly she put herself back together after suffering something that was so detrimental to her person that's some soul ripping shit who nika says i can relate so much to wanting a baby so bad you'd be willing to put your body through all kinds of hell i have the physical and mental scars to prove it but i can't even begin to imagine how that would have felt if my spouse had made a baby with someone when i was going through that she's stronger than me i just don't believe that we can get together after that and then Cynthia comments, well, they weren't married at the time and they had broken up. Well, yeah, so just because, yeah, we know how these breaks go when we break up. Like, oh, I'm mad at you for two weeks. But then does that mean you go and stick your pee pee all over the world? Does that, is that what that means, fellas? Y'all need to tell me because I don't, I, don't, I don't know. So Nika responds, I'm aware of that. I think the entire world knows. It still doesn't change the fact that she loved him and is having a child without her was heartbreaking. I mean, yeah, that's, that's hard. Kaya says, I know some of this and I also wouldn't wish it on anyone. Wow. And a lot of the women are going on to share what their own experience with infertility has been like. And, you know, it doesn't seem like anyone's had that experience though. Like you're already going through this emotionally taxing thing, but then you have to go through another emotionally taxing thing that's onset by your partner. And I'm sure he's apologetic. I mean, obviously she is the custodial stepmother to his two sons and one daughter. And now they have their hours baby. And then he also has the, uh, do you call it an outside baby? Because I don't know what you, I want to be respectful. So moving on, one more comment. Deidre says, infertility is devastating. I pray for all women going through this. The mental impact alone is heart wrenching. This was written to mislead people. Oop. They weren't even together at the time of conception, but I'm st- sh- sh- sure it was still hurtful. Hell yeah. In the South, we say when, when a man goes out and knocks up somebody else, when you're in a relationship or you're still entangled, we say you, he had a baby on you. You went and had a baby on me. Well, yeah, when you went and had. That's, that's kind of what we, we say. And so I, I'm sitting here, I just cannot fathom. And I pray that nobody listening to this ever has to know what that feeling is like. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really insightful. There's a lot of good commentary and a lot of women, especially in the group are, I'm not seeing a lot of guys. I'm scrolling through these comments. They're not really talking about what their experience with infertility is. Cause you know, males aren't really allowed to have a safe space to talk about male factor infertility. And that could be because they had a vasectomy 15 years ago after their divorce and they never knew that they were going to meet another love of their lives. So that's one thing. Some men just have a super low sperm count. Um, Some men also are battling watching their partner not be able to produce a biological child. And so couples go through infertility as well. It's not just the men. It's not just the women or however um, or they. It's not just them. It's one person. So it's a, a lot of times it's a couple's issue and it's devastating. There's a lot of safe spaces for women, but I'm not sure of and maybe it's another conversation that we need to have is you know the safe space for men to talk about the devastation and the disappointment that they too feel oh so like I said I've since we've been on this podcast y'all I've heated up a whole pot of tea I'm about to drink it because my throat is getting kind of scratchy but remember I want I want to hear from you guys I need your feedback on if you like sitting here and just hearing me read these comments and offering commentary I'm probably going to go back to the old way though because I like talking to people and I do feel like I'm talking to you guys. And that might make me a crazy person. But that's why this podcast is I know I'm crazy. And thank you much. Thank you so much for listening to I Know I'm Crazy with Najah Hall. I will see you Tuesday after next on your favorite streaming platform. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know, I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy.